Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. It is at your service on News Talk 1120 KMOX. If you were just listening to that forecast, if you heard what I heard, I heard I'm done at lunch tomorrow. That's that's exactly what I heard. About lunchtime tomorrow, hey, boss, I'm, I'm going to go to lunch and I'll see you uh, Tuesday because uh, Monday is MOK Day. So you get a long weekend. You get a long, cold weekend. But it's a long weekend uh, nonetheless. Hey, uh, Adam Schwadron is a state representative uh, who serves out in St. Charles County. He is running for Secretary of State. He's on his way back from Kansas City. We are going to talk to him coming up a little bit later on in this hour. But we're going to get the download of everything that's going on of what is the Hold My Beer Legislative Session. That's what I'm calling it, at least this year. Emily Manley is joining us for Fox 2. Emily, how are you? I'm good. We have made it through, I guess, the second week of the legislative session. And I guess, what, only 128 days left? Not that I'm counting or anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I I saw last, was it last Thursday, when... Uh, the Senate started on the whole, I guess, the, the Freedom Caucus folks, or who are the Freedom Caucus now, um, they were kind of starting some stuff, and all of a sudden, Cindy Laughlin's like, nope, we're done with that, move to dismiss, done, and they were out. And it's, yep, it seems much. like this, this week, it seems like they kind of started down that road again. I have to agree. I, I, I didn't know where we were going to be after a weekend off last weekend, and I thought maybe we'd come back fresh start. But there's definitely a lot of senators that are still airing grievances from last year. And just like you said, Mike, there is this new caucus, the Freedom Caucus. And for those that have been paying attention to the Missouri legislature over the past couple of years, you might have heard us talk about the Conservative Caucus. This is pretty much that those same group of people. But now the Freedom Caucus is something that is national, so they have a national backing here, but it's still made up of, of those six or seven senators. And I think it's going to be an interesting year to see what really happens, because after just this week alone, we've seen a member of that caucus get up and speak almost every single day, holding some of the process up from moving forward. And we really don't have a whole lot to talk about yet, do we? Not yet. Um, this is the first week. We had a couple of hearings this week. Um, but as of right now, we haven't had a single bill heard on the floor yet in either the House or the Senate, which I will admit this is pretty normal. And, you know, at this time, just think about the legislative process. 
all the bills have to be referred to committee. They have to be heard in committee. Then they might have an amendment or two in committee. Then they got to be passed out of committee, and then they got to go to the floor. So there is a process before we start debate on the actual House or Senate floor. I think there's a chance, weather pending, because weather did affect some things this past week in Jefferson City. So weather pending this upcoming week again. But we could see a bill or two make it to the House floor, I believe. Um, and it all depends, though, how things work out. We're still waiting for these committees to get moving. We did have some this past week, though, so things are starting in Jefferson City. Um, you may have heard, as I was teasing it before you came on, we're going to talk with State Representative Adam Schwadron, who said to tell you hello, by the way. So uh, <laughs> after session today, instead of coming back to St. Louis, he went to Kansas City, and he spoke to a, a pachyderms club in Kansas City before he started his way back. But I'm sure he would probably tell you that the House has got everything under the under control. And the House is going to continue to pass bills, and they're going to get stuff done. And then it's going to go to the Senate, and it's going to die. Is, is that kind of the way that you're expecting the session to go this year? Did I lose Emily? I think I may have lost her for a second. Ah, well, we will. Caleb Brown. Oh, hey, you're oh, back. I, I lost you there. So okay, what, whatever you here. just said oh. after that question, no one except you heard. <laughs> Sorry so, about that. Let's yeah. try that again. Yeah, let's try that again. I actually have a quote that was said on the Senate floor this week that I think is really interesting. And it came from Senate President Pro Tem Caleb Broughton. And he said that the House, quote unquote, just passes junk. Wow. His quote that he used. And I know that it was really centered towards how many bills the House passes. The House is able to get hundreds and hundreds of bills passed. And let me remind you, there's 163 members within that chamber, right. where in the Senate, there's 34 of them. But that's kind of how it all works. When you get over to the Senate, because there's only 34 of them, and you have this filibuster rule that they allow, things get really bogged down. And with 34 people become 34 personalities, I want to say. Yeah. And it, it, it's, you know, now we have three caucuses on top of it in the Senate. You have Democrats, you have Republicans, you have the Freedom Caucus, and there's just a lot going on. I want to also add, Mike, that, you know, you're talking to um, Representative Adam Chordren coming up, who's running for Secretary of State. Him, along with dozens of other lawmakers this year, are also running for higher office or re-election. Right. So, there are people that want to get on the floor and there are people that want to give their speech so they can use it for their campaign season or say, hey, look what I said or look what I did. So I will say it does seem like the House moves really, really fast. And then you get to the Senate and we move at a snail's pace. And over the past couple of years, it seems that there's, you know, since I started covering the legislature almost five years ago, it seems that every year there are less and less bills that make it to Governor Mike Parson's desk. And I truly believe that that has to do with this process and in the Senate where these personalities are just able to come out. And I don't know where we end up by the time comes May, but I have a feeling with election year, we might even see less bills than last year. Well, I, I think you're seeing the Missouri legislature is mirroring the the United States legislature, because somebody told me the other day, and I didn't fact check this, so I'll let one of my amazing KMOX listeners fact check it for me. But I understood that only 56 bills made it through the U.S. House and Senate last year. 
that that's that's all that got done that got signed into law was 56 and they're there all year long so it would seem like if the dysfunction that has been the US House of Representatives over the past year and then the Senate is obviously not going to play well with the House because you have two different parties and you have the warring faction with the White House you understand that going on I know the Freedom Caucus did their big kickoff at Main Street in St. Charles. And one of the things that they talked about is you would think having a supermajority in the House and a supermajority in the Senate of all Republicans, they would be able to identify what are the key issues that they want to get passed. They would get together with their leadership on, in both the House and the Senate, and they would get them done. But yet they don't seem to be able to get along and get that done. What would you say is is the key thing that's keeping that from happening? Oh, I wish I had that answer, Mike. I feel like <laughs> I could make a lot of money if I knew that answer. Um, I will say something that I don't know if a lot of Missourians know, and I talked about it at the lot, a lot at the end of session last year with my reporting, is that the Republicans, obviously last year we didn't have the Freedom Caucus, um, but we did have some of the members in the conservative caucus, it would, I don't think the budget last year would have passed in the state of Missouri without Republicans teaming out, teaming up with Democrats. That conservative caucus, all of those members, the seven of them that were there, voted no on every budget bill. Wow. So it's really interesting that you have Republicans now teaming up with Democrats. The Democrats in the Missouri legislature are kind of this group that just need to be persuaded either way. They are kind of the middle child. And, you know, you have the conservative caucus that comes up and talks to them and say, hey, vote with us. Then you have the Republicans that come up to them and say, but you should vote with us. So I think it's so interesting over the past couple of years how the Democrats have really become this tug of war game of which side are they going to be on to help either Republican caucus pass something. I don't know where that has come from. And I just I think that that is so interesting. And I don't know if Missourians realize that at home where the, the two different Republican caucuses pretty much go to the Democrats and say, we need you because it's the only way what we want to get passed is going to get done. So the Democrats end up almost being this this question mark of who are they going to side with and how they vote is how legislation gets passed. Well, you super majority states. You saw that play out. I mean, that's why we have a new speaker, right? Because the last speaker at the U.S. House did exactly that with the Democrats. And then you had Matt Gates team in with, with his Freedom Caucus folks, and they ended up throwing out the, the old speaker, and now we have a new one, right? So yep. it seems to be the new way of, of getting things done. By the way, if, if you want to watch some fun uh, throw stuff at each other, it's great to watch uh, Bill Igel and Caleb Rowden on on Twitter or X or whatever they're calling it these days. The two <laughs> of them a little intense there this week. <laughs> they they have been going after each other left and right, and uh, it's intentionally saying it that way because Senator Igel, who's obviously running for governor, and uh, is Caleb Rowden is he running for Secretary of State? He as, is as yes, well. He has so. Announced. So he's in that race as well. I, I'm not sure what anybody's running for anymore because I know uh, former state senator um, uh, Bob Onder is running for lieutenant governor 
now. But there's a lot of scuttlebutt that says he's going to throw his hat in the ring for Congress since Blaine Luktemeyer caught everybody uh, off and decided that he's not going to run for re-election. And a bunch of people didn't see that coming. So now you've got a lot of people who are looking for, well, yeah, I was running for that, but now I think I want to run for this, and that seems to be upsetting the apple cart even more. Yeah, so many people ask me, and especially, you know, during the holiday break when I was even with my own family, they're like, who's running for what? Who's running for what? And my answer at this point is we need to wait and see what happens come February, which is the day that they all go to the Secretary of State's office and they submit their name, they submit their application for the ballot. Until then, it's free game, and we have people changing all the time. For example, this past week, Representative Sarah Unsicker, who was dismissed from the Democratic caucus just a couple of weeks ago, is not running for AG anymore. She announced she's running for governor against Crystal Quaid. <laughs> so it's, it's one of those things where I'm like, I don't even have the answers. We're all just going to have to wait come February. They keep moving the chairs around. And you're like, well, I thought you were doing this. Well, well I thought you're doing that. So the speaker ended up naming her to a whole other committee uh, all of a sudden, was it yesterday that that he named her to a committee after the Democrats kicked her off? And I wonder, I I can't say that I have spoke to House Speaker Dean Plopper since that has happened. I'll see him at the early week of next week. And I'm wondering what that is actually about. If it is to poke the bear a little bit or, you know, what what his thought is behind that. I, I have my own personal opinion on it, but I'm not exactly sure what the reason was behind it, especially after she was stripped of all her committees and removed from the Democratic caucus. It, it's really crazy to watch all this stuff that's kind of playing out. If you love political theater, <laughs> this is a wonderful year to pay attention to the Missouri legislature. We're talking with Emily Manley uh, from Fox 2 who covers the legislature. I'll, I'm want to be cognizant of your time, and I'll I'll let you run here in a second, but obviously we've got the state of the state that's coming up. What are you expecting to hear from the state of the state from the governor next week? I have to say, I think one of the big things, you know, he's a governor that is constantly in every state of the state, you could write on your bingo card that he's going to talk about workforce and education. Right. Those are his, his staples, and they have been for all five, six years that he's given a state of the state address. I do believe, you know, one of his main priorities last year was maternal mortality, and it got done. I think this year, and in talking with him just a week ago, and I said, hey, can you give me any side points of what you're going to talk about? I think child care is going to be up there. The state of Missouri is losing out over a billion dollars a year on in its economy because people can't afford child care or they can't find it. You know, of Missouri's 114 counties, 94 of them are in a child care desert. And it's a true problem. And you hear it from parents all over. I think that that is one of his big things. Other than that, though, with it being his last year, I'm very intrigued of what he's going to say. Is he going to recommend all this funding to spend all this money once again? Last year, the budget was nearly $52 billion, the largest in state history. Wow. And he pretty much signed off on everything. Yes, he vetoed about half a billion dollars, but in the large scheme of things of a $52 billion budget, $500 million isn't that much. And so I'm, I'm interested to see what else he is going to recommend when it comes 
because funding-wise, you also have to remember last year, he approved nearly $3 billion for I-70. Right. So what else is there really left for him to leave his mark on in these last, you know, eight, ten months that he is going to be in the office? And I also want to say before I go, Mike, that last year, of all the states of the states that I have covered, I have never seen Democrats stand up as much as they did for a Republican governor for applause throughout the speech. Wow. So I would say that that is also leading me to wonder what this speech is going to be about. We know that Governor Mike Parson has never really spoken highly on sports betting. When you ask him the question of, is it going to pass, is it not? He always says, oh, we'll see what they do. If it does, maybe I'll sign it. If it doesn't, oh, well. So I don't expect that to be in the speech whatsoever. I don't expect any sort of other gun legislation to be in the speech. I don't expect any abortion thing to be in the speech. So I really am going into this speech myself going, I don't even know what to put on my bingo card (laughs) other than childcare, And maybe he's going to spend more money in just infrastructure across the state and workforce and education. He also has talked about the lack of teachers that we have and where Missouri's education system is. So I think we could also maybe see a big focus on that. Open enrollment seems to be a big, big talker in the legislature this year for all Republicans in the Freedom Caucus and the Republican Caucus. You know, opening that up for parents and students to make that choice. So I'll be interested to see where Governor Mike Parson falls on that as well. But for now, I'm going to say is my number one thing that I think is going to come out. I think it's going to be child care. Is that Wednesday of next week or is that Thursday? We still have two. It's the 24th. Oh, so 20, okay. Have, so we got an, we another two week. Two more Wednesdays. Okay. Yep, two more Wednesdays to get there. Two more. And for uh, listeners, I almost said viewers, welcome <laughs> to the TV world. But for listeners that maybe don't know what the state of the state exactly is, that's where Governor Mike Carson lays all his proposals out. So actually, lawmakers at this point do not know what the governor wants to spend money on, the legislation that he wants passed this year. So we've started out the legislative session, and they won't know exactly what the governor wants until three weeks in. And that's when he'll give a state of the state speech. Normally, they last about 45 minutes. I'm told this year it could be a little bit shorter. Of course, it is his last one, as he will exit office at the end of December of this year. You know, I've heard the expression... When you're not running for re-election, it's very freeing. So he he has the opportunity at this one to take the gloves off and say whatever he wants to say because he really doesn't have to answer to pretty much anybody moving forward. And he has made that very clear at any event that I have covered within the last couple of months. Governor Mike Parson is definitely, he knows that this is it. He is very excited to go back to Bolivar where he gets to be on his farm every day. He mentions that, that he misses his farm, he misses his family. And so that's why I think that this will be such an intriguing and interesting state of the state, because he has no one to report to. He is literally just in this office for the next six or excuse me, eight to 10 months. And he's done. He doesn't want to run for anything. And especially after Blaine Luchtemeyer said, you know what, I'm retiring. Governor Mike Carson didn't even blink an eye. He is done and ready to go back home to the farm. Yeah, I I think he and Teresa have said we've we've done our deal. We're going back to the farm, and we're going to let you all just just deal with this. Emily Manley, exactly. thank you so much for taking the time, and always appreciate the knowledge and the great job that you do in covering everything that's going on in Jeff City. 
I appreciate it, Mike. Thanks so much for having me. Appreciate you. That is Emily Manley from Fox 2. So talking about the legislature and people running for other offices, Adam Schwadron is uh, state representative of District 106. We are going to talk to him. He is on his way back to St. Charles from Kansas City. It is at your service. My name is Mike Elam. Thank you so much for hanging out with us tonight. By the way, the Blues are up 4-2, to two, just in case you were wondering. It is News Talk 1120, KMOX. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's News Talk 1120 KMOX at your service. My name is Mike Elam. By the way, the Blues are about ready to wrap this thing up in six seconds. They are up five to two. They just got an empty net goal to put this thing away. So it is done. Uh, What is just getting started, though, like we were talking about with Emily on the other side, was the Missouri legislature. And State Representative Adam Schwadron from District 106, we've caught him out on the road, but we appreciate you taking the time. Representative, how are you, sir? I'm doing well. I'm over on the western side of the state now, but heading back home and glad to join you. You know, you you picked a heck of a time to go talk to a pachyderms club as the weather's starting to move in. I I feel like I am racing against it, and I am winning. <laughs> well, I'll try to get, uh, get you in here and then and let you get back on the road, but I appreciate you making the time tonight. So you finished up a week and a half of session so far. How have things gone for you so far? So far, uh, I mean, I, I've i got a few bills out there that I would love to see referred, but so does every other representative in the legislature. And there's a, right now 162 out of 163. So uh, we got to let the process play out. Uh, the beginning of session is always slow because you have to first read the bill one day and then you have to second read it the next day. And then you have to refer it to the committee and it has to wait 24 hours there. And then you have to have the hearing and, and so on and so forth. So we're not going to get a lot done in the first few weeks, but we are still getting stuff done. It's just a matter of waiting on the calendar. So does this year feel different to you? This is your, your fourth year in the House, right? Yes. So does this year feel different, or does it feel pretty much the same way that it, that it always does? I mean, every other year uh, when you're in the second session of a General Assembly, it moves a lot faster than that first session. Uh, so it feels just like the second year, essentially, because in the first and the third year, when you come back, you have to get your committee assignments and you have to wait on that. And there's a lot going on, especially with the, the new 
incoming freshman representatives, they're still trying to figure out where their office is, where the bathroom is. <laughs> and so, yeah, they're drinking water out of a fire hose. And so there's a little ramp up period for them. So you have decided that you are going to forego your last four years that you could potentially have in the House, and you have decided to throw your hat in the ring for Secretary of State. Um, Yes. Which is a a big undertaking, and I guess that explains why, instead of coming back to St. Charles, you went the opposite direction and drove to Kansas City after session today. Yeah, the opportunity arose to where I could go speak to some of the voters up uh, north Kansas City area in Clay County and explain to them why I'm running for Secretary of State, why I'm the best person for the job and a receptive audience. And I love going out and meeting with the people. One of the things that if you're going to be in politics, you better like doing. And I absolutely love doing that. So for folks who don't know you. Uh, I've had the opportunity to know you since a number of years before you were in elected office, but you have always had a passion for the election process and specifically uh, the rules that how elections actually work. Uh, Where did that passion come from for elections? Because you definitely have it. It came when I was a student at the University of Missouri-St. Louis. I ended up getting an internship down at the Capitol as a student uh, intern lobbyist. And the issue that I was handed was elections. And this is going way back in 2003. And it just so happened to be the year that Missouri was implementing the Help America Vote Act that was passed on the federal level in 2002. And now it was the state's turn to implement it after the whole uh, debacle with uh, Florida and the, the punch cards down there and across the country. So Really, when they were revamping all the election laws nationally, they also decided to do that in all the states. And so uh, dealing with that and how students end up voting and how they were affected by that, that really got it going for me. So when you're looking at the office of secretary of state, um, what do you see are the, the big issues that you think need to be addressed for that office? Well, of course, everyone's uh, big on the elections issues. And while that is on the forefront, uh, I mean, we don't have enough time in the day to go over what I think needs to be done with that. But uh, (laughs) how you and I met was through the St. Charles Chamber and in a networking group. And this was about the time that I was just starting my small business. Well, the Secretary of State's office deals with all of the business registrations uh, for businesses and organizations. And one of the things that I want to do is I want to make sure that it is more efficient for people to start their businesses. So that way they can focus on building their business instead of having to deal with the bureaucracy of government in their business. And I think that's an interesting point that everybody thinks Secretary of State elections, right? But they don't think about all of those other things that fall under the Secretary of State's office. And there's quite a bit. That's the Secretary of State does outside of elections, isn't there? Oh, yeah. There's the elections. There's the business registration. There's the archives. There's uh, housing the code of state regulations that fill in the gaps from all the laws that are passed by the legislature. There's the investment and securities division. Uh, There's also the state libraries and working with all the local libraries, something that you might be a little familiar with in St. Charles. (laughs) Libraries have been a topic that we've talked about quite a bit lately. They they tend to come up a little bit of everywhere. Um, Hey, I wanted to talk to you about a uh, a special event that you're going to be a part of 
on the 17th uh, that's happening at the Capitol, the anti-Semitism and Jewish safety in Missouri. Where did that come from? That came uh, as a result, unfortunately, October 7th, uh, when Hamas decided to break the ceasefire and attack Israel and capture hundreds of people and hold them hostage. Unfortunately, as a result of that, we're seeing across the globe and also locally here in Missouri, uh, the rise of anti-Semitism. Since October 7th, you know, Jews make up 2% of the population, of which I happen to be Jewish. So it's near and dear to me, this issue. But since October 7th, cases of anti-Semitism have risen 400%. Wow. And so... So there was a concerned citizen that reached out to me, knowing that I'm the only practicing Jew in the Missouri General Assembly, and said he wants to help spread the word to our elected leaders. And I said I would happy be happy to help him out. So we've reserved the first floor rotunda next Wednesday at 1.30 p.m. to just have an open dialogue forum with a few people from the community. And you've teamed up with a Democrat senator to do this as well. So it's a bipartisan effort. Yeah, it's bipartisan, it's bicameral, uh, because this is an issue that affects across the entire political spectrum, whether you're Republican, whether you're Jewish, uh, or (laughs) Republican, Democrat, excuse me, uh, (laughs) Jewish people, they're across the political spectrum as well. And so just getting the word out and letting people know that this issue exists and here's what we're seeing and just having that open dialogue that will always be the antiseptic, we believe. Uh, education will always help uh, solve ignorance and anti-Semitism. Well, I appreciate you being involved in that and appreciate uh, you making some time for us because obviously you're you're very, very busy by driving all over the state right now. Uh, it's got to be tough to campaign while you're in session. So I understand you got to kind of work it out wherever you can. But I appreciate you making some time with us. Uh, we'll keep following, if it's okay, that we keep checking back with you and seeing how how the legislative session is going and how your race for Secretary of State is going as well. Absolutely. I'm always glad to join you. That is Adam Schwadron. He is State Representative from District 106 on his way back home. So, Adam, we appreciate the time. Be careful while you're out there on the roads. Uh, We are doing at your service. This is News Talk 1120. My name is Mike Elam. We appreciate you joining us tonight. And we will be back on the other side of this on The Voice of St. Louis, News Talk 1120, KMOX. News Radio, KMOX, the home of the Cardinals. It is at your service on News Talk 1120 KMOX. I know it's going to be cold. As a matter of fact, uh, they're talking about how the uh, forecast being so cold with some of the storms. Amtrak is going to cancel some of their runs uh, to Kansas City and to Chicago. But the Cardinal Caravan winter warm-up is coming to Bush Stadium. And uh, Matt, have, have you ever been to this? Have you done yeah, last the winter warm up. Last year was the first year I went. I didn't really go as a uh, participant, but I was there working with KMOX at the uh, KMOX booth in the corner of Cardinals Nation Restaurant at Ballpark Village, just working for KMOX, getting some baseball signed, taking pictures, recording promos with the players. It was a great time. So, how many players are normally at an event like that? Oh, I would say thirty to forty. It's, it's wow, that it's, many. It's a lot of them. Yeah. 
And you get a bunch of alumni that show up for this, don't you? Yeah, if everyone shows up. I mean, Bill DeWitt Jr., the owner, will show up. John Mozalak's going to be there. You're going to get you're going to get a lot of alumni. A lot of alumni are also part of the caravan, which are going to all the different cities across the Midwest. Yeah. So it's uh, it is a huge event. Yeah, I I was just listening when Matt Pauley was uh, obviously the show before us with Sports Open Line and talking about everywhere that they're going to be and who are the alumni that are going to be on that caravan, who are the players that are going to be there. But, I mean, going down to Arkansas and going to Nebraska and Iowa and all over the place, it's amazing. I mean, yeah. Cardinal fans are, are all over the place. It shows you the power of KMOX and the Cardinals radio network, how, how far our, our reach is, that we can reach out to that many people across the Midwest and across the whole country, really, with uh, our powerful wattage here at the legendary KMOX and all of our great affiliates on the radio network just – Furthermore, spreads the uh, spreads the Cardinal fandom. Yeah, there's over a hundred affiliates yeah. with Cardinal baseball. It used to be 150. I think it's maybe 140 something now. But yeah, wow. a lot. Yeah, there's a ton, man. I mean, you you're thinking about the fact it's January. It's gonna it's cold. It's it's gonna be snowy and all that. But just when you hear that organ, it makes you feel a little warmer, yeah, right? Does. You you've got the winter warm up, and you're going. You know, baseball's not that far. And it it will be really nice. It's good to have something to look forward to, yeah. right? Pitchers and catchers report a little over a month away on Valentine's Day. So wow. He'll be here before you know it. And you said Mike Claiborne's already heading his way down to Florida. <laughs> I, think, I think he'll be there in a couple of days or so to get a head start on the uh, on the warm weather down there. You know, Mike needs a little more time than most people to get ready for, for you know, yeah. the spring training. Yeah. At least that's what he's probably going to tell them. Sure. Well, I need to be down there early and, <laughs> and try to get that done. Well, if you've never been, uh, this weekend is going to be a great time if you can make it down there and be a part of it. Uh, if you can't make it this weekend, then obviously there's some other events that are going to be going on as we get a little bit closer. But it's a great time if you can. I know a lot of, uh, not that, that mothers and daughters don't do this as well, but I know there's a lot of father-sons that they'll take uh, baseballs with them or things like that, and they'll go down and get pictures with alumni or pictures with players uh, it's just one of those kind of things. If you have the opportunity to be a part of it, it's a really cool bonding time uh, that you'll never forget. Because I know a lot of people who have done it in the past, and they'll take their kids down there, and it's just one of those really cool opportunities. Yeah, so when does it start? It starts this Saturday and uh, lasts through Monday. i get you uh, some exact times when I find them out. But, yeah, Saturday through Monday. Okay, so you can get there starting on Saturday, and uh, obviously if Saturday or Sunday or Monday, whatever day works best for you, hopefully you get an opportunity to uh, take advantage of that. We are going to wrap up the show on the other side here. We appreciate you hanging out with us tonight. My name is Mike Elam. This is At Your Service. You're listening to News Talk 1120 KMOX. It is at your service on News Talk 1120 KMOX. My name is Mike Elam. Thanks for hanging out tonight. It's been fun. It always goes really, really fast. And a big thanks to Dave Cole, who joined us tonight. Uh, you know, math, I never thought was that exciting. But Dave has figured out a way how to put math into stories. So if you've got a young one, whether it's yours or uh, maybe grandkids or what have you, uh, somewhere between first and fifth grade, He's got a, a set of books. It's called The Math Kids, and you could check them out online and you could see those, but they build math into these stories and they make math fun, which is 
something that doesn't get said very often. But appreciate Dave for that uh, conversation. Dina Dothage joined us tonight from the University of Missouri Extension Service. If I'm sure you've probably heard about the University of Missouri Extension Service, but if you're like most people, you really don't know all the things that they do. If you get the opportunity, go check them out. Just go online, look through there. There are a ton of classes, not just in person, but online classes that you can check out. And it's a great resource that the University of Missouri makes available at every county in the state of Missouri. And obviously, it's a little bit different because, you know, if you're downtown St. Louis, you're going to be very different than if you're going to be in Ripley County down in southern Missouri, right? So depending on what your county is and and what's going on in your county, it's going to offer some different services. But there's a lot of really cool services like these cooking classes, but they've got the the soil testing and things like that you can be a part of. I didn't know about some of the community events that they offer in terms of leadership classes. And most everything that they offer is very affordable. So if you want to get involved in something, it's a great resource for you. Uh, Emily Manley had a great conversation tonight, I think, in talking about what's going on with the Missouri legislature. And... We appreciate having the the Fox 2 perspective, uh, radio with pictures, as we call it. So uh, it's great to get her perspective. She's been covering Jeff City for five years. And I would tell you over the last three, Jeff City has been a very unique place. Uh, Lots of big type A personalities who just don't seem to get along. And it's going to be interesting to see how this session works. I have never seen this many state reps and state senators who are running for other offices, and they're, in in many cases, the person who sits next to them is running for the same office. Anytime that you get elected officials together and they're going to run for office, they're always looking for something that they can hang their hat on, something that says, look what I got done. And a lot of times, if you did it six, seven years ago, people don't remember. So they need something they can hang their hat on right now. It's really tough to get that done when the person who is sitting next to you wants the exact same thing. And they don't need you to have the win because then that doesn't help their campaign. So, you know, the whole thing of put Missouri citizens first, mm, that may not be the whole theme that's going to play out very well this year. So it's going to be interesting to see. I'm telling you, though, if you get on X or Twitter, whatever you want to call it these days, if you check out um Senator Bill Eigel and Senator Caleb Browden uh, on there, they have a lot of back and forth that is very entertaining, if nothing else. I didn't say it was productive, but it's it's very entertaining. State Representative Adam Schwadron joined us earlier this hour on his way back. He is running for Secretary of State. Um, he is District 106 in St. Charles, so we appreciate him making time tonight as well. It's been a really fun show. Thank you, Matt, as always, for taking care of me. Maria's going to be back in here after the top of the hour to give you the headlines. I hope you stay warm this weekend because it's going to be chilly. My name is Mike Elam. Many people call me the Voice of St. Charles, and I appreciate you hanging out tonight on The Voice of St. Louis. News Talk 1120, KMOX. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. 
Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.